When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. It's the Final Word Daily, coming to you live from the Capital Residency Ranchy. Some technical difficulties have meant that it's me and Vish this evening, rather than me and Adam. I'm quite relieved about it, to be honest. I'm, fe- I'm feeling bereft. I'm feeling confused. <laughs> we were 24 hours away from a historical test series, and instead, we're staring down the barrel of, a, of a, what's going to look on the surface a routine India victory. To take it through all of it in 30 seconds, we've got Vish. Why don't we treat it like a sandwich? So let's start with the bread. India were 140 behind when they arrived yep. today. And they left day three, one five two away from victory. Drew Jarrell batted like a dream for 90 to get them to within 40 of England's first innings, 46, I think. And then Kuldeep Yadav and Ira Ashwin did what they threatened to do all tour and turned England inside out. Perfect. This episode, as ever... Is brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. I just want to go through my notes on kind of this episode, and I wrote down. Why have you got bl- a police constable pad? I'm a journalist. This is what happens. No, you're a ju- you've you've watched journalism on TV. No, you've no, bought that notepad. Okay, I, I really hope that my auntie from Scotland doesn't listen to this because she put, bought this for me. I hope fine. she is auntie. Watch some other TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, my five bullet points for today were disappointed, delusional, lost with ball, not with bat. Ollie, terror day, terrible day if you're an Ollie, Ollie Robinson or Pope. And Johnny, what are you doing? Oh my God, Johnny, what, what's just happened, <laughs> basically? Where do you want to start? I think I want to start with, I think the top line says that England lost with, with the bat. It was a collapse of 7 for 35, but I'm not convinced that's the case. My personal opinion is that this test match for England was lost with the ball. And I feel like I'm already brushing over the fact that India were amazing today. 
yeah. they played the perfect day and I want to get that on record before moving on to the fact that what have England done wrong? England had a very bad day but what have they done wrong? So it was interesting because there was a moment in the press box where I was sat next to Stefan Schemmel of the BBC and you were sat down next to me eating fish fingers at 10am um, in the morning and yeah something about it didn't seem right and I think I asked like what is it England should be doing now that they're not because it doesn't feel right and I couldn't quite put my finger on it and you kind of have to fall back on the cliche at this point and just say intensity something yeah. about it wasn't their usual self they they didn't let Drew Jarrell bat because the way he went about his business was pretty remarkable really and was actually something that Joe Root posited the night before because Joe Root who'd spent time with him at Rajasthan Royals um, he actually said that it's interesting seeing him in this setting because he doesn't really know all that much about his Red Bull career. Yeah. He didn't even really know that much about his wicket-keeping because he didn't do much wicket-keeping at Rajasthan, which is fair enough. Uh, you know, at Root's time at Rajasthan. But he did say that, like, he can hit sixes at will, and he did, and that was pretty spectacular. And I think the one thing that, you know, in hindsight that I take away from that is that Shobashir bowled a lot of overs yesterday and it was understandable that he didn't necessarily start the day but there was a moment where I thought they just he Stokes bowled Ollie Robinson for a bit too long and I think he tr maybe with a lot more credit in the bank he tried to Hartley him didn't he yeah I like that I like that he tried comparison. to keep him involved as long as possible get him in the game knowing that he'd need him in the second innings I think it's, it's really difficult for Ollie Robinson in that he's had a really bad day in terms of his career, yeah. like he basically, he's actually since he stopped batting, he's had a bad twenty-four, four, you know, thirty-six hours. So no, absolutely, and it's really unfair for him in the case in the case that you can then summarise England's kind of demise and track their trajectory of this Test match through his own performance. You can go right. He saved the day for England with his Test best of fifty-eight. He then spoke on the morning after when he started on about thirty or whatever not out, and all the kind of. All the momentum seemed to be going towards like an Ollie Robinson test match, thinking back to Multan last year, where he's clean bowling Barbara's arm and the rest of it. And actually, in terms of today, where everything's turned, he's dropped a catch, which was a pretty bad drop, truth be told. The ball before has flown just over his head. It was the same chance that happened the ball afterwards. It's a, it's a drop that um, I think it classifies as a bad drop in test cricket. And then when people in the press box talk about it which is basically everyone apart from Athos who hasn't played cricket at that level there is empathy where okay. it's like good I'm glad I wasn't the one there and it's like well no that's why you're in here <laughs> and he's the one out there so he should take that yeah it's interesting because he's someone who has been quite open about the fact that he needs games okay. to get in so like you know he, he had a pretty disappointing Ashes despite the fact that he ended up averaging 28 you know, you know he did have a disappointing Ashes and he admits as much himself he had an injury coming into that which obviously all bowlers have injuries but it meant he couldn't play the Ireland game and he wanted to play the Ireland game sure. just to get that that run up into the series so the fact that he's been sat doing nothing really apart from literally this like recording a podcast and you know training and training very hard uh, you know he's been training well in the nets certainly when we've seen him yeah um you know, he's been doing nothing for like close to five weeks now. So, I mean, but they've still picked him. He's still an England test bowler. He's quite, you know, he's got a, one of those bumper central contracts, albeit only for a year. So, yeah, there is, you know, there, maybe we're meeting him more than halfway. Probably a lot of people watching think we're meeting more than halfway. Because I, I actually think when you look what India did with the bat, 
you know, we talked about Jarrell. Kuldeep Yadav has had a remarkable series with the bat because he's come in as night watch a few times and he's people say they miss you know Pajara why isn't Pajara playing he is mate he's just left handed now <laughs> and he's coming in at the end of the day and he's going to be there until lunchtime the next day I've been genuinely really impressed with him given that we cover a team you and I primarily cover a team that bats at four I've been infatuated with the guy who's just dead batting everything I think it's it's one of those things where with this series you can boil it down to a really simplistic take of comparing player to player. And I know this is an unfair um, way of looking about it in terms of Ben Folks, but if you were to compare the two innings of today, India were 7-8 down, Driv Durrell started putting balls out of the stadium basically and the innings was moving along and the runs that were being scored were changing the complexion of the game. The only blueprint that existed for an Indian victory this time yesterday was Kuldeep dead bats it. Jarrell gets some runs yep. Jadeja and Ashwin and Kuldeep then run through England and Rohit and Jaiswal get the jump on them before for a difficult chase every single thing of that happened and and, and, and it's important to say every single thing of that happened through no kind of charity from England all absolutely told. not no they just nailed it they absolutely you, obviously the, you know there were a few full tosses at the end there from, from Hartley which allowed Rohit to kind of skip down and get through through the leg side but Actually, India India had these things that they needed and they, they took them. They weren't given them. And I think that's really important to focus on because, look, we're... Our colleague, one of our colleagues used the line, which is very selfish, but I've, I feel it in, as well in that this, this test series was one day away from, like, being a historic one where we would have been lucky enough to be on the ground for a sporting event that you'd look back on in 30, 40 years and go, regardless whether India or England won, it would have been three two in a five test series and it'd been amazing. I in the foothills of the Himalayas. Exactly, yeah. like yeah. picturesque. It's romantic and literal and everything. It's, 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 it's literally the reason I bought this. Exactly. Not for air conditioning, for ten degrees centigrade, by the way, which is what it's gonna be in that week. You know, throughout that week. Yeah, everyone's feeling very sorry for us. Yeah. But then you then put it in the context of when India were bowling at England and it was Ashwin was five for fifty and called it with four for twenty. You actually pulled me up on this, and because I was getting frustrated, I was getting angry. And you're like, "Why are you angry at England at the moment?" And I went, "I don't know. I don't know what they're doing wrong. You cannot blame Zach Crawley for getting out to the, the ball that Cordy had bowled at him. You cannot blame blame Ben Stokes for doing the same. It was high class bowling throughout, and just the kind of the difference in the optics of two spinners opening the bowling for India against England when it's Ashwin and Jadeja versus the end of the day." when it's Joe Root and Tom Hartley, you go, oh... I mean, that's a great... Yeah, that, that, is, that is the fair comparison. You were talking about the unfair comparison sure. before. I was going to get that is, that bit, yeah. yeah, so, all right. Well, I've done it now. That's... Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, to go back to the Ashwin's starting the spell, the moment where the match kind of changed the feel, where it stopped being a case of, our oh, if this match runs on autopilot, then England win, to Ashwin, ball in hand, gets a Ben Duckett bat pad and then first ball slams Ollie Pope on the pads and, and Karen ball as well it was remarkable it was one of my favourite thing was it was umpire's call and we'll get to fucking umpire's call don't get me wrong we're going to have to do it I'm really sorry mate right, go on. Um, but it was the most out umpire's call I've ever seen it was a really slow death from the umpire but Ollie Pope stayed there he didn't run. He was getting called through from Zach Crawley at the other end, and Pope was going, "Mate, I'm fucking out, mate." I think that I think there's also a bit of what the fuck's happened there. You know, um, 
I, I can't remember who wrote this, um, but there was essentially about, you know, fight or flight happens in very different ways, okay. and often it happens because of fear, <laughs> yeah. but in, in embarrassment, you just stay where you are, and you're like, what has happened in my life right now? At this juncture of my life, what has happened and why has this happened? And that was Ollie Pope, because I think it's the first time Ashwin's bowled the camera all this series, because there was talk um, a couple of tests ago that because he'd tweaked his action a little bit, that he just stopped bowling it because he couldn't have, this. didn't have the same amount of control on it, was you know with it, and then people in the first inning were saying like, oh, he's gone back to his natural action there. So then when he hits him with the caramel first ball, we can extrapolate that to be so much because Ashwin's talked about it so much. But you only do that to someone first ball when you know you've got it on a string. It's remarkable. I remember um, an anecdote a friend of mine tells me who's a uh, good, very good club cricketer and he used to netball. <laughs> you know England. a lot of those, don't you? Jesus. Yeah. I don't, that's the problem, I'm very bad um, But you'll enjoy this, it's fine So he was net bowling with England, he's an off spinner And he was talking about how like amazing it was to bowl with Moen Ali And he bowls or chucks a doosra He calls he calls it the goose uh, yeah, row Because yeah, he's, yeah. he's called Gus, very funny um, And he bowled it in the nets and Moen Ali went I've actually got one of those but, it, but it's not ready And Gus was like, oh mate like, can, I, can I see it, kind of thing Moan ran up, bowled it like pitched middle of the leg, hit the top of off, and Gus was like, "I think, I think it's ready. I think it's a really good delivery." So did he did he say it's not ready because it, because it required a kink in his arm? I think he was saying it wasn't ready because to the standards that these guys hold them to, yeah, which is what yeah, which right. is what I was saying yeah. when you said Ashwin was like, "I'm going to bring it out now." I think it was always ready by the context of the world, but just yeah, in the kind of elite right. level. And then actually, England kind of got back and ahead of the game. Joe Root and Zach Crawley batted very well, Crawley in particular. But the Crawley the throughout this at various points throughout the series has looked like KP. I'm gonna say it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Like think of a private school educated KP. Like without but I mean that KP because, was private privately educated. Over here over in the UK in a okay, proper okay, in a proper right. country. I don't mean that. You've got to be aware of the international audience. That We've was a, do joke. a social clip later. But the <laughs> But I mean that in terms of like you know when KP would dance down and hit over cover? Yeah. You could see all the effort he put into it. Obviously, like stylistically, it was beautiful, but there was like effort. You you could you could almost like feel his bottom hand coming through and uppercutting you in the face when he was doing it. If you were a bowler, but with Crawley, there's a bit of like, oh, this is like a natural. Everything is natural for me here. Like nothing, nothing is effort. I've never, you know, I don't, I don't know of this thing you call toil in those moments. And he batted brilliantly. And people might complain that he only scored sixty. But fuck, watch that innings again, and that's... I mean, it was a generally remarkable knock that, understandably, will be lost beyond this chat. It's also completely, like, it's so unfair on Crawley's behalf, both in this match and across the series, where you go, our oh, 60 or 70, you need to turn that into 140. It's like, well, probably not really. We're talking about a context of a match where we're going to finish and go 240 probably would have been enough to defend or might be enough to yeah. defend. He has performed fabulously well on a wicket where the whole context is there's a ball with your name on it. Mm. And I think that was the difficulty of where, where I was struggling to convince myself of the potential of an England victory. And look, we might, we might be both looking very stupid this time tomorrow if England pull off a miracle. But where I was finding it difficult was from 110 for three, England lose seven for 35. They're all out for 145. And then 10 minutes later, they're going, yeah, 190 is probably going to be enough to defend. You're like, you guys were 110 for three. 45 minutes ago but like so what we've seen from the pit from the game so far is that when the ball gets softer the spinners are better 
Yeah, that's that's what the, that's what okay. people. That's yeah. what, c- certainly when England were batting against the best spinners in the world. That's how it played out because variable bounce becomes that little bit more unpredictable because you're relying on the ball landing on the seam than you are just landing like a hard ball landing on its side, for example. And so you're in a situation when that collapse happens where it's like, right, the ball is a bit older yeah. and you're all new batters and you know you go further down the order, you're going to get some rubbish ones in there as well, aren't you? So it, there was an inevitability to it. There's a reason it's a pattern that often... Sure happens in this part of the world and there's also a reason why these guys are some of the best in the world because there wasn't a full toss there wasn't anything to latch onto everything was just metronomic i thought ravi jadeja bowled well it took one wicket clown idiot <laughs> yeah moron akash deep playing a very vital role oh my god seamer. yeah yeah he literally literally looked like the best bowler in the world know, three yeah. days ago and they were like, we don't we don't need you mate um, very quickly, just a note on Johnny Bairstow. Obviously, his 99th Test match, he was looking good. He was, he was, he was looking yeah. like he was kind of potentially going to play the innings that was going to. He was going to play the innings of this innings that Joe Root played a day and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Where it kind of silences any doubters. But as it's happened, the nature of his dismissal caught at that short point where someone's wearing a helmet. I swear to God, I've never seen that position work in my life. I've always been like... It was been, further than that, though, wasn't it? I thought it was more regulation backward point. It, it was reg- yeah, but the bloke was wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was so confusing. You're like, where's the ball going? You see him pop up with a lad with a helmet. You're like, where's you know, the you know, it You know, when Safraz took that catch um, of Tom Hartley, uh, like, he was, like, three quarters uh, long on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was upset that he wasn't wearing the helmet then. He wears a helmet everywhere. He it's probably wears it to sleep. He's probably wearing to sleep right now. So with the dismissal, I, I mean this genuinely. Bearstow, yeah. Right. With the Bearstow dismissal, it means genuinely the greatest respect. I know that this whole this is a dressing room where if you get a reverse sweeping or scooping or whatever or trying to go over, hit, hit the ball for six, there's no judgment there. There are dismissals that exist in cricket where you kind of look at your teammate, you go like, what has happened there? Like you were in, we was like relying on you, and it felt like one of those dismissals where a player with so much credit in the bank, where already there's kind of going to be the debate of Harry Brooks coming back Dan Lawrence is waiting in the wings it felt for me like it was a moment where Bairstow fell below the kind of 30 rule which is if you maintain a kind of mediocre level you keep your space in the team and you're that it's good enough to I've wondered whether now Bairstow's in a position where he has to kind of come back whether there's a chance that in going into the summer Bairstow's now having to prove something again where previously as of two test matches ago that wouldn't have even been the case because he's because he's Johnny Bairstow yeah yeah I don't really know where where I fall with that to be honest because as you said he batted well he drove Ashwin down the ground maybe called him actually yeah, yeah. and in the first innings he put two drives together there was one drive together which was like a no foot movement kind of proper like hammer blow through the covers and it focused on his face afterwards and I was like we're in here we're about yeah, to see something amazing yeah. and it felt like we were on the cusp of seeing like a Johnny Bairstow special kind of throughout this test match and it just hasn't quite happened and the nature of the beast has been that his dismissal then has attracted attention like this basically yeah so I think the, with that particular dismissal the ball after tea as well which made it all the more worse because you had 15 minutes of well how long 20 minutes of sure. thinking well you never know no you know we now yeah yeah. yeah. Um, it was like his play he, he got caught in two shots didn't he to like hit it through the covers or just defend it and he ended up working the wrong way around you know you can 
if you could switch from one to the other you can't switch from yeah, know, the other you. way yeah and yeah it was it was grim and unfortunately regardless of what people have said and written about Joe Root's ramp shot given the situation <laughs> given this situation that's one of the worst shots I've seen that's comfortably the worst shot of the tour oh god I know yeah. and it's sad and it's sad and what I will say is you know we haven't even spoken about the Ben Folks Bashir partnership which was fascinating by the way um, but might also be something that helps Johnny Besto going forward genuinely you are correct in that I wonder whether Ben Folks's future and this is we're going to dive into another 10 minutes here, which we'll have to move on quickly but I wonder if Ben Stokes' future in the England Test team, at home at least, actually exists batting higher. And that's why I was wondering whether, in the case of that innings, where he's not actually helped himself in terms of what's happened there is the reason why, going back to England, they'll go, right, Brook 5, Bairstow 7, we don't need someone who's as good a keeper, we want the best batters possible. And Ben Folks, bear in mind, this is the same player who two days ago, we were like, what a wonderful partnership with Joe Root, has saved England the game. But anyway, conversation for the weekly show. We're going to move on to the final word, Hall of Fame. I've got more ad copy for you, for us, for me, and for the viewers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. As ever, this is brought to you... You're so lucky, viewers. I know, it's amazing. Uh, As ever, it's brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Day three. Since October 1582, we've been gifted an extra day every four years accepting centenary years unless that year is also divisible by 400 i reckon they're talking about leap years i'm going to yeah. think about it and we can thank pope gregory the 13th for it i'd say it's incumbent on us all to make the most of our bonus day and to try something new something different or something that scares us cricket so there's, going, there's a joke about like, the Indian playing in India there, but it's fine. In these conditions. Yeah. And while you're free to repurpose the words of this ad, if you're trying to pull in a bar on February the 29th, absolutely not. Is the that point a thing? <laughs> Famously, obviously. Uh, the point is to suggest that you take some time on Thursday to donate blood. Wasn't expecting <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't expecting that tangent. Shane, well done. Um, goodness me. Fuck, I'm, I've got... Be sensible, man. We're talking about an important issue. Uh, You can can donate blood at Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City, but book yourself in to your local donor. We were literally just talking about sex about fucking 30 seconds off earlier on the read. Anyway, it's fine. To your local donation centre, wherever you are in the world, get hooked up and help up (laughs) to three people's lives with your donation. You never know when you might need donated blood, but 
More importantly, you never know when someone might need your blood. NHS blood banks are especially keen for people with black, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds to book in as soon as possible. That is available at Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. Uh, wasn't expecting that, Vish. No, no, but, they, but it is quite important. And there's someone who is actually never given blood. That is, Have you not? No, that is quite important to hear. So. I've got, I think I'm on a, I think I've got five. I've got, I've got like the bronze card in my wallet. Is that how it works? Yeah, you get, they literally give you like reward cards. For, right, for well, you're six one, it's free or something. Yeah, hopefully, maybe. Uh, Hall of Fame, I'm actually going to start with um, the Root DRS saga. DRS has dominated the conversation of the last week of this test series uh, through no uh, scientific backing and evidence at all. Uh, today, Joe Root was given out LBW and because people thought, I, I appreciate some things have nuance, in my mind, and I'm happy for you to correct me, uh, this did not. The ball pitched in line. This is what the technology does. It is the same technology that is used in grand slams across the world to call things in and out live when a tennis ball changes to the elliptical shape. It fucking bounced in line. It's fine. It was out. And you know what made me really sad? It's when I saw Sam Billing sharing it on Twitter and being like, it might be out. And you know what I thought of? I thought of the scene in Shaun of the Dead when he realised his mum had got bitten. It was like, not you as well. <laughs> <laughs> not you as well, yeah. Sam. It's fine. I mean, it's important to also state that, you know, your example of tennis is good because it doesn't make, because cricket ball doesn't make the elliptical shape. So exactly. the, point, the point of contact is consistent throughout. It's, it was a mm. remarkable And scenario. the rules are pretty clear in terms of, like, you know, the point in the middle of the ball and... It's, it's you know, you, you said it's a... Sorry, I've interrupted you twice here in the space of a few seconds, but um, I get... I get you described it as a conversation that's been had for a while, and I, I, you know, recently a lot of people talking about it. And but the way I see it really is, it's getting on a bus and someone's playing music off their phone out loud at the back of the bus, and you just take, you just move a couple of seats forwards, so you hear a bit less of it. So that that's basically what I, how I've been positioning myself. Just handing it off to someone else. Not even handing it off to someone else. I just think it comes from like actually quite a, an honest place in terms of players being annoyed at things that they see and things they perceive in a situation where we ask them about it after it's had an effect on a thing that they bust their gut for. I totally understand sure. the emotion behind it, but I have less truck with the conversation being had by people who have the benefit of time and distance from okay. it. But the root thing was interesting because live I wasn't sure, the umpire wasn't sure, and then technology came in and showed that it was it was out. <laughs> Which is literally the point of why it's existing. And there's there's two things here. There's one thing to doubt the predictive uh, elements of the technology, where it's hit someone's pad and it's like, where might the ball have gone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's umpire's call. We have a margin of error. That's why we're sticking to the decision. The idea of like just the actual tracking of where the ball landed, it uh, bizarre. And also kind of the furor fu around it in a test match where England have been the beneficiaries of marginal calls throughout found it bizarre found it strange uh, found it irritating the other thing we should say about it is like because it's the nature of sport when it happens fans are really annoyed as well I, and I don't mind that at all and I think by and large like you know it's just, it's just kind of it's basically why we're here because people care yeah. about that much and I, I totally understand that and I respect that, that. but it's just you know it, there is there is no solution for it because this is the solution like it gets better gradually but as you said like that's that's as that's as good as it's gonna get like what else do you want yeah you got anything for the hall of fame 
Hall of Fame probably should have thought about this. Um, I would say I'm, I'm going to put the um, folks Bashir partnership in the Hall of Fame because I thought it was really, I thought there was a lot of real good intention behind it. But we ended up in a situation where two players were constantly having to face their own mortality in terms of yeah. folks not feeling comfortable to clear the ropes because he can do it. He just yeah, didn't feel comfortable to do it, doing it. And Bashir being entrusted to do two balls and actually looking all right and then having to remind yourself that it was two. And the regularity of it as well. I think for the first seven overs of their ten-over stint where they were, you know, scoring one run and over, it was all... It was Folks would take a single off the fourth ball, then he took a single off the fifth ball, and then he took a single off the sixth ball because the fifth ball of that over was a DRS review for LBW yep. when Ashwin had moved the fielder over Great to moment. get him to play the reverse sweep and he played it and luckily got away with it through I think an under edge maybe or like it yeah. wasn't hitting either way um, and then the fifth, they went back to the fifth ball the next over and it was it was weirdly beautiful in a way but I kind of never want to see it again it was I, I really enjoyed I was trying to work out whether folks playing the reverse sweep in that instance was falling into a trap or not because I think I think both parties wanted that Ash, Ashwin wanted folks to play the reverse sweep and I, 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 also it was, wanted to play the reverse it, it was, sweep it was abso- exactly it was absolutely the right thing to do because it was the quickest way of getting that many runs yeah wait four overs or get them now like that was a decision and I think he made the right one and a point to finish on just as a tee up for the potential miracle of tomorrow Ben Stokes back with ball in hand four for five for six for seven a winning in the match taking to the decider and Dharmashala rather than dead rubber and Dharmashala that's probably not going to happen India has probably sealed a series we'll be back tomorrow with more final word daily as ever Brought to you by Westwood London, Westwood Stratford City. Make sure to donate blood. Make sure to check in with Vish. Make sure to check in with me. I don't fucking know what's going on anymore. Let's finish it. Hey, the series is over. Maybe, possibly, <laughs> probably. See you tomorrow. Bye. I had to go.